My name is Zach, and you're li- li- listening to Zach Z- Zach's Chucky's Spooktacularathon. Are we having fun now? That's right. It's time for our favorite part of every podcast we've done so far. A couple of quick warnings for you uh, before we get started. This episode will contain explicit language. It will also contain talk of blood, death, and gore. So if you're not suited to listen to those topics, feel free to hop off here. And yeah, that's that's all I've got today. Oh, also, it will contain spoilers for the newest Child's Play film, Child's Play from 2019. Hey, all you horror film fanatics, welcome to another episode of Zack Spooktacularathon. Today we've got a little bit of a curveball for you. I said that I was going to watch the original Child's Play film. However, I lied. I watched the 2019 Child's Play film because sometimes you just have to go with what's available to you. That was available to me, so that's what I watched. I don't know if it's different than the original. Never seen the original, so I might have to go back and watch uh, that one and the, like, ten other ones in between. But this is a reboot, so I figure it kind of counts as watching the original. Um, If you want to let me know what you think of the original film, let me know. Let me know how it compares to this one, because I absolutely have no idea. Never seen the original. But with that being said, we'll start off with a plot summary. This film starts off with a nice infomercial for this Kaslin Corporation And they are selling these awesome-looking buddy toys that are basically human dolls. They are robots that act like humans. Which is already a scary setup. We've seen this before in other films. We'll talk about that a little bit. But that's a scary setup. Uh, Then we cut to the scene in a factory where... I think it's a Vietnamese factory. These uh, basically sweatshop workers are making these buddy dolls. And all of a sudden, one of them gets pissed off. And he appears to maybe tamper with one of the dolls. Next thing we know, he's flying out a window. Then we cut to this retail store. And we're introduced to Aubrey Plaza's character. Uh, She plays the mother in the film, and for the most part, this is a story about a mother and her son. And Aubrey Plaza is constantly getting returns for these buddy dolls, and she finally discovers that this is a perfect gift for her son. So she decides to bring one home one day, and he's pretty happy. He gets to play with this buddy doll. He's not the most happy because he thinks it's a a toy for kids, but he's like, I'll give it a try. But before all that, we see that this child is struggling to make friends. His mom kind of has to force him to go outside to make friends. He has a hearing aid in, and I I think I might have missed why he is wearing a hearing aid. I don't know if he just has uh, hearing loss or some disease um, revolving around hearing loss. But he has a hearing aid in, and he seems to be pretty antisocial with other kids. So when he gets this buddy toy, he starts to really connect with it. 
it becomes his best friend. He starts teaching it terrible things. Uh, the buddy doll decides its own name when Andy, which is the kid, Andy is asked what he wants the name to be. The buddy doll constantly hears Chucky for some reason, even though Andy is clearly saying Han Solo. But Chucky's much easier to use, I'm sure. There might be less copyright issues if they use the name Chucky throughout the film as opposed to Han Solo. So they go with Chucky. And Chucky is just learning from everything around him. He's learning some pretty terrible things. He's watching films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, learning from that. Uh, in the film, toward the beginning, we're also introduced to the mother's uh, boyfriend. And this boyfriend is terrible to the kid. He's terrible to Andy. So Andy kind of talks smack about him behind his back. And Buddy, or Chucky at this point, just wants to be Andy's friend. And he'll do anything to be Andy's friend. So he realizes that the boyfriend is terrible in Andy's life and decides to rid him, him of Andy's life. And he rids the boyfriend of life, the boyfriend Shane. So he goes to Shane's house. And that's when we discover that Shane is married with two children. And he kills Shane by throwing him off a ladder and then wrapping his neck around, wrapping his neck up in Christmas lights and then running some sort of lawnmower over him. At that point, we also know there is a detective that lives next door to Andy and the detective is wondering what's going on. Uh, Chucky brings back Shane's head to Andy. So Andy has to hide that. He hides it in some gift that is given to the detective's mother for some reason. The detective is really trying to have Andy come over for dinner. So at this dinner, the wrapped up head comes out and Andy is constantly trying to hide it the whole time. Uh, over the course of the film, Andy decides that Chucky is a bad influence and is murdering people, so he has to go. So he throws him down a garbage chute. In the garbage chute, the custodian for the building that Andy lives in basically finds Chucky and starts to bring him back to life because he realizes that he can sell this doll for a lot of money. And then we find out that the custodian's a creep, and he's spying on Andy's mom through... Uh, televisions that are in the basement of this building and Chucky at that point decides to kill the custodian so he ends up killing the custodian Chucky's back Chucky makes his way back to Andy's room and decides that he has to kill basically everyone so then we go back to the retail store where an unveiling for a new buddy toy is happening and the new buddy toy is pretty cool it's more diverse. There's a lot more different body types for the new Chucky doll or the new buddy doll. And then Chucky unveils himself at the unveiling and starts massacring people. And he tries to kill Andy's mom along with the detective that makes his way there. And then they end up killing Chucky. Uh, I guess we're left with the question of, of whether Chucky is really dead or not. But we'll probably find out. I, I really feel like there is room for a child's play too. So we'll see if that comes out. Anyways, 
that's a very brief plot summary that is excluding a few characters. So maybe go watch the film if that was not sufficient enough for you. But that's a quick plot summary for Child's Play, the 2019 film. So let's talk about Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza plays the mother in this film. And I really like Aubrey Plaza as an actress, but this is not a role that I think she should be playing. She's very young. She plays a very odd mother in this. Now, maybe this goes back to the original Child's Play. I'm sorry, I haven't seen that. Maybe the mother in that is also super young. And a part of the film is that she doesn't know how to take care of her kid. But in this, it just didn't work for me. She seems more like an older sister to the kid. She has an evil boyfriend. It seems like the mother is really trying to figure out her own life and has no care for this child whatsoever. Again, more bad parenting in this film. She lets her child go outside. In fact, she encourages her child to go outside basically in the middle of the night and tells him he needs to make friends. It seems like she really only cares about herself. That is until the very, very end of the film. She does not believe her own child at all, which I get it. Kids make things up a lot. She wants the kid to be socialized, but it seems like she does not care about his safety and well-being at all by letting him go outside. When he does meet friends, she's okay with these friends that are just horrible influences. She asks no questions about the friends. Later, we find out they're watching horror films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think I would have been allowed to watch that movie uh, when I was this kid's age. I wasn't even allowed to watch films like Rocky Horror Picture Show, which now, after watching it yesterday, I understand that's not a good choice for children. But when I was a kid, my dad brought that back from, I think it was a blockbuster one night, or it was maybe Netflix when you used to rent the DVDs and they'd send it to you. And my mom was so pissed he, that we did not end up getting to watch it. And I was really sad. Now that I'm older, I realize that that is not a suitable film for children. I don't know. Maybe I would have grown up a little different if I had seen that at an earlier age. Anyways, Aubrey Plaza has no concern for this child. And I just, I don't feel like this is how the character is written. Like, in this film it is, but I feel like this is not how any mother acts at all. Uh, it just, it makes no sense. The one nice thing she does, though, for the kid is she gets him the Chucky doll. Which turns out to be a disaster. But, I mean, good on her. She's able to get him a gift. But they also live in this pretty decent-looking apartment. And she decides that she cannot afford to buy him a gift at all. Instead, she just uses this defective gift. And I'm like, I think I'd rather have a brand new plastic toy or something as opposed to a broken buddy doll or a hand-me-down. I think I'd rather have like a brand new shirt as opposed to somebody's return defective doll. Clearly, after watching this film, I will never accept a defective robot of any sort, no matter who gifts it to me. So yeah, overall, the mother in this film 
just another display of bad parenting in horror films. We'll take a quick break right now, and then we'll come back and talk about a couple other things. Should kids really have this type of technology? Now, there is a lot of discourse going on right now about social media and how our technology is affecting us. And this film captures the horror of that. Now, I just watched The Social Dilemma about a week ago, which is a pretty good Netflix documentary. It has some really terrible reenactments in it. But aside from that, all of the documentary portions, I think, are great. Um, And that really focused on all the terrible parts of social media and how it has really influenced our culture and how we live our lives. And it's really pitted people against each other. Um, So that, that begs the question of if this technology is too much and especially for children. I remember when I was a kid, I had these like robo dogs that you could kind of train to do tricks. They were pretty cool. Nothing nearly as terrifying as this. And the thing is, I could throw that thing at the ground and it would be broken in a second. I think my sister had this doll that you would like have to take care of and you'd feed it like fake food. And I think my favorite thing about this doll is it would like wet its pants, which I think is the weirdest invention ever. I think there are like movies that you'll see and like things you'll read about like young adults raising fake kids, but usually it's like a bag of flour. Now this doll literally wet the bed and I'm like, what kind of invention is that? Like, why are we trying to make things that human that they will disrupt our lives? Now Chucky is a great demonstration of all the things that can go wrong with owning this type of technology. Now Terminator showed us what technology can do. Uh, There's countless films. I think like you could even say Blade Runner. Now we haven't gotten to time travel yet or anything like that, but even with this technology, at what point do we make it too strong? And that's the horror of this film. Chucky himself appears to be unable to die very easily. I don't know if he is like made of bulletproof glass or what, but you would think within like 30 minutes of Chucky starting to kill things, he would be killed himself by a character. No, it takes them the course of an hour and a half film to kill this Chucky. And I'm not even convinced that he's dead. I also think that they neglected to really answer the question of if this is like some sort of virus that has overcome the whole Castlin corporation because Chucky is somehow able to control like televisions and everything that Castlin makes. So I was pretty confused by that. And at the end, I don't know why Chucky didn't just control every single doll at once and start like murdering everyone. It still seems like there's just one Chucky, but that Chucky supposedly can control a bunch of things. There's a lot of questions in my mind. 
Chucky at one point almost hypnotizes the kid. He like sings a song and the kid starts to feel sympathy. And I'm sorry, but a kid should not have this technology if one simple song will turn him to the good side or the bad side. So I don't know. I think there's another question of who the real villain is in this film. Clearly Shane, the mother's boyfriend, is a villain of the film. But he's gone. He's gone about halfway through the film. I think that the kid himself is a villain a lot of the time. He is influencing this poor little innocent Chucky. Chucky could have been something completely different, but this kid just wanted friends so bad. Um, So I don't really sympathize with the kid that much. I don't know if I definitely don't sympathize with the mother. I think the only one I sympathize with is the detective who has done nothing wrong. His mother gets murdered by Chucky for seemingly like no reason whatsoever. That's the other thing. I don't really get where Chucky's getting some of these ideologies. Like I, I still have no idea why he chose to kill the detective's mother, but I guess that's, that's what happens when you give free will to a robot. We should not be making robots that can make their own decisions because that's just a problem. I hope that no robots are listening to this podcast right now because this is being recorded through technology. So that is worrisome. I think I'm going to cut this portion here, take a break, come back, and hope that we're still on air after this. Overall, I thought this was a decent horror film. It's not a masterpiece. There's a lot of unanswered questions I have, but it brings out your jump scares. It's got bad parenting, which we've learned is big in horror films. Uh, And it's got just a lot of questioning who the villain is. Uh, I really enjoyed the lighting as well. The lighting throughout this film, it's a very dark film, but there's also like kind of a lot of neon flourishes throughout the film that you get that really help make the setting like in the retail store there's a lot of red lights and it just looks really cool and it looks really spooky and it's a nice aesthetic um this is your adult toy story if you will you've even got the main kid who's andy uh but when andy's coming this toy doesn't go to sleep this toy starts murdering so that's that's where the adult aspect comes in uh what are we gonna watch tomorrow you may be asking We're going to watch a kid-friendly film. This film, not at all kid-friendly. It was not intended for children, although the subject is about a child. It was not intended for children to watch. I think in the older child's play films, uh, you get even raunchier talk from Chucky. But the Chucky in this film still has a pretty dirty mouth. Uh, I do really like the choice of actor for Chucky, which is Mark Hamill. I feel like Mark Hamill did not get enough lines, to be honest. Mark Hamill is the most recognizable voice you'll get in a voice actor. He, of course, was Luke Skywalker, but he also plays the Joker in a lot of the animated uh, Batman films and cartoons and that is the best voice acting you will get out of mark hamill 
This film, it just could have used more. The Chucky design also in this film, very weird looking. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess it looks kind of real, but I've heard a lot of contention about the old design versus this new design, and people do not like it. They don't like this new design. I think it's okay. It does look very cheesy and like not too real, but it's okay. The lighting works with it. Tomorrow, we're going to watch an even cheesier film. And boy, do I hope it's good because I loved this movie as a kid. And I have a feeling it's not going to hold up to that this time around. But we're going to watch Scooby-Doo, which is written by James Gunn. And it should be a fun time. I think it's at least going to be a fun time. It'll probably lead me to a lot to talk about. So come on back tomorrow. We'll talk about Scooby-Doo. I'm looking for some more kid-friendly-esque films like Scooby-Doo or We Watched Goosebumps. uh, Films like that. So if you have any recommendations, feel free to hit me up. You can find all the ways to get in contact with me up in the description for this podcast, or you can message me on Anchor. Happy to take on any suggestions. If you have just any great horror films that I'm missing out on and need to watch, please let me know. I'm clearly starting to hit the bottom of the barrel if I'm going to from Child's Play, the new one, to Scooby-Doo. But in the next couple weeks, we'll hit some of the more uh, classic films again. And we'll get back into the groove of the real scary ones. I haven't been scared too much lately. Uh, we already talked about Goodnight Mommy. We're, we're done talking about that. I am done with that film. I do not want to watch that film again anytime soon. But we took a little break toward the end of this week. And we've got Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now we got Child's Play. And tomorrow we've got Scooby-Doo. I need to get back into the grind of some real horror films so next week we'll start that up again and we'll talk about that later but i hope you have a joyous rest of your evening if you're listening to this in the evening which i recommend is the best time to listen to this podcast i hope you have a joyous rest of your evening and i'll be back tomorrow to talk about scooby-doo